You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. The Atari VCS is now being delivered to those who crowdsource the project. The development of this has been kind of a mess, so what are we looking at now that it's being shipped to the supporters? Antonio and I discuss this on today's Joey's Totally Tech. I should mention I made an error in this podcast. I said the Atari VCS is out. It's not officially out. The release date looks to be sometime this spring, but it has been released to the supporters of the Indiegogo project that Atari had put out. So that's what I mean by it being out. You can't buy this in stores just yet, but you can pre-order it on sites like walmart.com, GameStop.com and other places. So uh, feel free to check it out if you want. All right, on to the show. Hello, welcome to Joey's Tolly Tech. It's been a while since we've had one of these episodes. We've been on holiday break. I'm your host, Joey Cagle. And I'm your co-host, Antonio Guerra. Happy Anto- 2021, Joe. Yep, happy 2021 to you, too. Antonio's joining us again via Skype today because uh, he's out of town. Um, we'll probably be doing more of these uh, Skype uh, calls uh, often. Probably, I, I, are you still planning on coming to my apartment here, you think? or? Um, uh, maybe here and there, but just I've been I've been just been busy with I had just got another job, so that's three for me now. So it can be difficult oh to get out at the Matthews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I, I totally understand. But I appreciate you being on here, even remotely. Which you know, I'm glad we have the technology to do this now. You know. Yeah, um, back in the day, we'd have to use two cans and a piece of string. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we podcasted back in the day, guys. No, Way I, back in the ancient <laughs> 1990s. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, a little news, and I'm probably going to mention this on the tech news and commentary, which will have already been out by the time this episode airs. Uh, on Christmas Day, I asked uh, my girlfriend, Lisa, who you've heard on the podcast here before, to marry me. And she said yes. Congratulations, Joe. Uh, do you have a date set already? Or we what? do not have a date set. Uh, are you curious about how I did the proposal at all? Well, I did see it on Facebook, but why don't you tell the people? Okay, so on uh, for the proposal, I created a text-based adventure game in uh, the QB64 programming language. That's basically a modern-day version of QBasic for anyone who knows programming languages. Uh, So I created that text-based adventure game. Just a silly little game I created. I I got captured and she had to find me and defeat this enemy, you know. But little did she know I defeated the enemy with my Taekwondo skills in the background, you know. (laughs) So she didn't actually have to defeat him. She found me and then it was there the game where I asked her to marry me. Well, it beats getting a kiss and a cake like Princess Peach does. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's how it went. 
Uh, the ring is running late. I was hoping to have it by Christmas Day. Unfortunately, it was not here. But I want I wanted to ask her specifically on Christmas Day because we met on Christmas Day back in 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I felt like it was just the right day to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have been uh, dating since New Year's uh, beginning of 2017, so... Gotcha. Yeah. Are you going to get married on New Year's? That way you can have the same anniversary? I think it's more likely going to be like in the fall sometime, quite frankly, because we don't want it to be too hot or too cold. And we're going to ah. wait until all the COVID stuff uh, dies down. So it might not happen this year. Maybe the next year. Who wants year? a socially distanced wedding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be no fun. And we've got some immunocompromised people we want to invite to the wedding. Um, yeah, I got it. And it's going to be in Canton, so Lisa's grandmother can come. Um, she doesn't like to drive very far, so it's going to be in Canton, North Carolina at a church out there in the mountains. I think in Canton, Ohio, like at the Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, 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 no. Totally different. Yeah, Canton, well, North what's Carolina. Up, what's, what's up with you people in the destination weddings? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. So anyway, uh, over the holiday season, um, Atari, the if you can call them Atari, Atari as a company. Legally, legally you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, legally. Atari as a company is just not really the same Atari that we had when we were kids, you know? It's a very mm -hmm. different company now. It's just basically some, guy, some guys who own the right, uh, but they're just recently came out with something new and this was announced a few years ago um as a gosh a crowdsource project on indiegogo it was uh, put up there but it was announced or initially called the atari box but they quickly changed it to the atari vcs which you know sounds strangely like what the atari 2600 was originally called <laughs> I remember when we did the console war podcast, you did mention that the original 2600 was originally called the VCS back yes. in the 70s. So. Yeah, and they decided again to call this uh, the VCS. Now, this is not like your Xbox uh, Series X or PlayStation 5 or anything. This is meant to be more of a PC console hybrid. And okay. you could do gaming on it, but you also... It's like really a media device if i'm to be honest it's not like purely okay. gaming of course okay. gaming's a big aspect because that's what atari is known for oh well, um, you know it's yeah like you said it is known for gaming so right um there's been a bit of controversy surrounding it uh because a lot of people were worried that this thing was a scam they were just taking your money on indiegogo if you bought if you had uh given money to the project all sorts of things um you know yeah it did come out uh in december though so they have a product <laughs> did you find did you see one under your christmas tree was santa claus righteous to you joey no i i, I did not put my money into this thing at all you know, I, I didn't even have the money to put into it, <laughs> honestly, when they had the Indiegogo project or Indiegogo well, campaign. You did get a new fiance for Christmas, so that's yes. almost as good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So like I said, it's a PC console hybrid. They've got the Atari VCS 800 Onyx-based system for $299.99. The VCS 400, uh, $249.99. Um, I'll go over the difference between that as far as specs go in a bit. Uh, okay. The 800 uh, system um, with the joystick and modern controller has both of it. Uh, that would be $399.99. Um, if you were to buy the joystick or controller by itself, uh, the joystick would be $59.99. The controller would be $59.99. Um, the joystick, uh, this is a cool feature about the joystick. It will double as a paddle. So it's not like back with the 2600 days where you had to buy the paddle separately from the joystick for certain games. Yeah. Yeah. You could use that same joystick, just turn it around and um, turn the stick. 
and use it as a paddle. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, so I do like that. Um, for modern gaming, it's not going to be super useful, but you know. Uh, that's I mean, not... hey, if you, if you want to have a hot breakout session, that's, that's what you know what to do. Oh, yeah. So it's got USB 3.0, HDMI, Wi-Fi, Ethernet, and Bluetooth. It's using the AMD Ryzen uh, processor, specifically the Ryzen R1606G APU. Um, Radeon graphics on that, of course. Um, and it's clocked at 2.6 gigahertz with a 3.5 gigahertz boost. Handles okay, 4K HDR video streaming. Um, the difference between the 800 and 400, the 800 has eight gigabytes of RAM. The 400 has four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, both are upgradable, just like your PC. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I might have cracked the Atari VCS naming convention. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so it's running a custom uh, Linux-based operating system called Atari World. It's going to have Atari Store in it, and um, you get Atari Vault, which is like, there's a whole bunch of Atari games, uh, specifically stuff from Atari. Um, comes with that for free. Um, there's also Atari Vault 2 available in their store that's more Atari games, of course. Um, I don't so Atari Vault is like a, it's basically just like a game collection, essentially. Yes, exactly, it okay. is. I don't know if they have any uh, licensed stuff from like Activision or Namco or anything in the second yeah. one. I know they didn't have any of that stuff in the first one because I've got Atari Vault for the PC. So, okay. um, let's see, where was I? Um, so yeah, it's got the Atari World operating system, like I said. Um, there's also a PC mode where you can install your own operating system. You can put Windows on there, you can put some other Linux distribution on there, you can put BSD on there, what have you. You know? I also heard that it was going to ship with uh, AntStream, is that true? Yes, it does uh, ship with AntStream, that's a subscription service, but you could like play a lot of arcade games on there, as well as a lot of retro computer games. Uh, not just Atari stuff. Uh, right on, right on. Yeah, you can play Commodore, uh, ZX Spectrum, a few others. I've got it in my notes here. Um, yeah. So, like I said, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the system. Um, yeah. So, uh, the development of this was plagued with issues, for one thing. Uh, there was no prototype when the Indiegogo page uh, launched. So, you know, people were yeah. giving their money not knowing if the thing was even going to exist and no at the same time that's kind of a that's kind of the risk you run when you you know when you contribute to like these indie sites like indiegogo and all that stuff like that yeah yeah exactly. at the end of the day you're you're an investor and mm -hmm. you know when you're an investor in a business or a product there's never a guarantee that you're going to get a return on your investment you know what i'm saying you're basically you're giving them your money in good faith that you know, a lot of good faith. I mean, but if you, oh, yeah. that you're getting a return on your investment. But again, things happen all the time, especially right now. Especially right now, there's a pandemic, so there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So yeah. just just be warned. Anytime you go to these sites, and yeah. contribute. I mean, obviously, there's certain you know uh, certain uh, precautions put into place to help combat this. At the end of the day, you may or may not get a final product. Like if they don't yeah. get, if they get, if they if they meet their goal, but they still aren't able to produce. You know, you're kind of SOL. You know? Yeah, that's true. I know Kickstarter at least requires a prototype, which I think is a good requirement. Indiegogo yeah. does not require a prototype. So, yeah, I get that too. It's just two different companies, and I guess they're trying to cater to not really two different demographics, but, you know, obviously Kickstarter is for someone that maybe had a little bit more startup. I mean, it also, it also depends on what your product is. If you're mm -hmm. creating a game system, that would take a lot more startup capital to say if you're making like a little plastic doohickey that you can, you know, 3D print that attaches to like your iPhone or something. You right. Know? And Atari definitely was not, it's not the company that it once was. It didn't have capital that it would have had back in the day going into this. 
you know. And it's also just a name at this point. Like, when's the last time like an Atari game even came out? Like, yeah, I know. Like, there's it's, like, it's basically just like you know, hey, if you want all those old retro Atari stuff, this is kind of where it's kept. Yeah. But yeah, they're like, pretty much just living off the nostalgia of those previous licenses from like the seventies right. and eighties. I mean, I guess the last thing I can think of is Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> Maybe there's some stuff after that. I can't remember. Um, of course, there was the Atari Flashback systems. I've got one of them here, but that's made by AT Games and licensed by Atari. So um, Atari themselves didn't make those. They had some other project too, something with a watch that uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> you know, everyone's trying to get on the wearable tech game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they had an Indiegogo campaign with no prototype, yet the fundraising was successful. And so people took, it's a bigger risk when you don't, when you're doing this on a site with no prototype, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people won't see the thing actually working. It doesn't need to be complete, but they won't see it working before they invest. People oh, were yeah. giving their money uh, blindly, you know, just um, they had to have complete faith that this thing would come out, you know. Um, well, I mean, you got a huge name like Atari behind it. I guess you would think, like, you know, hey, maybe this is something I can trust. Yeah, uh, little did they know, I think uh, a lot of people didn't know Atari is not the company it once was. <laughs> but we mentioned that already. Yeah. So, of course, they had uh, made a video for their uh, Atari VCS early on uh, showing some people playing games on the TV. And they showed Tempest 4000. That was uh, one main uh, game that uh, they had shown there. And, you know, people were getting all excited. Oh, yeah, Tempest 4000 is going to be on this system. Come to find out. The developers of Tempest 4000 hadn't agreed to do an Atari VCS version for this uh, new Atari company. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's kind of like, uh, you ever seen Wayne's World 2 before? Uh, Wayne's World 2, I know I've seen the original Wayne's World. Well, the plot's pretty simple. Basically, uh, Wayne, he has this vision. I guess it's um, John Morrison you know, from The Doors. He comes mm -hmm. to him in a dream and he says, you gotta freaking throw a huge music festival. And he goes, well, where am I gonna get the, how am I supposed to pay people to show up for my music festival? He goes, if you book them, they will come. So the entire premise of the movie is he starts this festival called Wayne Stock, and he's booking these bands, but he never, like, I guess he never even talks to them. So it's like he's, like, advertising the bands are gonna be there, even though he doesn't really think they're gonna be there, so. Yeah. But yeah, so, so they're trying to get people like, oh, Tempest is a game people recognize, we're just gonna put it on here. And the Tempest people were like, yo, bro, we didn't say we we're going to make you a game. Yeah. It's like, apparently Atari had been in touch with them even. It's like, what? <laughs> I guess they figured, hey, we're Atari. We're, they're going to fall in line. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if they ever... I, I need to check the current list of games. I know the list of games in the Atari store that's been released. It's pretty small right now. Um, as is to be expected, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a small list of games. Uh, not, I, I don't think Atari, I don't think Tempest 4000 was in that list yet. Though I think it's available for Steam though. So if you put this thing in a PC mode, you could, uh, get it through Steam. Well, there you go. I mean, it, then you gotta pay for it, I'm sure, but oh, I'm yeah. sure, I mean, it's Tempest. It probably costs like 99 cents. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, another major debacle with the whole Atari VCS, uh, the main architect slash engineer, uh, Rob Wyatt, he was not paid for his work, and he left the project. Um, people on Reddit asked about it when he left, uh, but the um, Atari took down the Reddit post about it. Uh, Wyatt filed a lawsuit on April tw in April 2020, rather, against yeah. Atari in order to recover payment for the design work. Really? Yes. Yeah, I know how much you love shady business practices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as a freelance web developer myself, yeah, yeah, I, I do not appreciate. Uh, 
non-payment of a project. That's why I get a down payment first anyway. Um, I don't know what kind of agreement Atari and Rob Wyatt had on this. It's like Wu-Tang says, you gotta protect your neck. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and when questioned about certain things with the console uh, development, leadership handled comments and questions pretty unprofessionally. They would make pretty rude comments about people questioning the product and whatnot. Um, and I was trying to look for examples of it now, and I cannot find them. <laughs> Maybe I've oh, really? had them removed. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I seem to remember during this whole development process, they had made some pretty mean comments about um, people asking questions and media asking questions. Um, like, I know in some of it, uh, like the media would ask questions and the leadership knew very little to nothing about the specs of the console. Really? Yeah. So, so like, I guess they're, le they're less leadership and more like admin at that yeah. point. And I honestly thought I had that part in my notes too. And it seems to be missing now. Did Atari remove that from my notes? <laughs> Uh, maybe. Uh-oh. Atari's sneaking into my Google Docs. Maybe I should have just done this in a LibreOffice locally on my computer. Then I, I'd i have to, like, attach it in an email and send it to you. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, other, there, there's always ways around it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Atari, stop. Just leave my Google Docs alone. All right. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and, uh, and go ahead and stay out of my web search history while you're at it. Yes, please. <laughs> um, but anyway, now the console is out. And, huh. you know, kudos for them on getting this thing out, out, actually. A lot of people thought this thing wasn't ever going to come out. Yeah. Um, it's been delayed several times. Well, um, well, you know, pandemic and all, I'm sure this is obviously this isn't like a huge system like... You know, the PS5 or the Xbox series of consoles. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, and they're having trouble meeting supply yeah. um, benchmarks. So right. even though I'm sure the I'm sure the demand for the VCS yeah. isn't nearly as high as for Sony and Microsoft mm. machines, but still, you yeah. know, I'm sure it wasn't, it was no picnic trying to get like, you know, parts and everything together. Right. Yeah. But, you know, this thing was having trouble before the pandemic, you know? Oh, but yeah. But I'm saying, I'm sure the pandemic would have didn't, just didn't help back more, but. You know, amazingly, it's out now. Um, so the reviews on this have been, um, some have been all right, but you know, they want to see more games available for it. Mm -hmm. um, somebody got Cyberpunk 2077 running on the Atari VCS and PC mode, of course. Um, how are the how are the PC specs? Because I know it was struggling like on the PS4. Yeah, so see, I mean, it's using an APU, so it's not like that powerful. Um, okay. I I didn't say they were running Cyberpunk 2077 well. I just said they were running it. Oh, so it's like probably <laughs> it's probably like textureless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think the settings were pretty low. Um, I I saw it briefly. The frame rate didn't look great, but it was running. Okay, So yeah, um, there's been a lot of people um, who've gotten their hands on it, who love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, they love it mainly for the retro aspect of it. However, I, I mean, it's a, it is a cool looking console. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you appreciate the retro aesthetic, then it's, it's a very nice looking console. Yeah, but you can get the same thing for far cheaper by buying an Atari flashback system from At Games. Yeah, but it won't be officially licensed Atari no, product. No, it's officially licensed. They have a oh, deal the with that games. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what's the, so what's the difference then? So what's the advantage um, of this besides well, you can play th this Cyberpunk play, 2077 on it? <laughs> yeah, this will play newer games. It's got, I guess they're coming out with uh, brand new games. It's, um, there, there are some games in there that are not just the retro games, but there are some current games in their, in their store too. Not very many. 
Gotcha. Okay. It's there. Um, someone had actually, though, uh, they successfully uh, copied the operating system onto their laptop and ran it on their laptop. So this thing's basically a PC, you know? Yeah. Well, you said um, it's Linux-based, the uh, yes. OS, right? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess that yeah. makes sense. You, you it, should be able to run it on a PC. So It easily runs on your PC. Your PC is basically an Atari VCS. It could have better specs of this VCS, you know? I mean, really, at the end of the day, most, or <laughs> I guess all game consoles are essentially PCs. They're just... PCs meant for one um, for one specific person. Well, not the PC per yes se. Like, no, yes and no. You can't. You, I mean, you could probably. What I'm saying is, you could probably hack a PS4 or a PS5 or an Xbox yeah. to run like you know, you know, Microsoft Windows and crap like that yeah. if you really wanted to. And you could probably you know type up you know Microsoft Word and all that crap if yeah, you really I wanted. Guess, to. I guess modern day, yeah, sure. Um, do, do you remember what kind of processor like a PS4 or PS5 has? Is it an x86 type processor? Uh, I know Xbox is. I can look it up. Let me see. PS4 processor specs. Yeah. All right. According to this, the PlayStation 4 doo -doo 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 -doo, memory. What did you just ask me about? I'm sorry. The processor. Okay. Let me open this up. Sorry, my mom's computer is quite slow. That's all Actually, right. I, I can probably look it up too. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already here. Make me feel important. Okay, well, we'll try. That's a all race. Right. <laughs> CPU is uh, X8664 AMD Jaguar with eight cores. This is the PS4. Okay, that's right. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah and then I the. I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, it has a the same type of processor that a PC would have. So yeah. Modern day consoles are essentially PCs anyway, so yeah, you got a point there. There could be differences in the BIOS that uh, keep you from running the PlayStation games on a PC. But, I mean, there are ways around that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah emulators. <laughs> I mean, but and it won't run as well in an emulator, of course. Well, yeah, not, I mean, obviously, the, play, PCs the, the PlayStation 4 system is optimized and streamlined to run specifically PlayStation 4 games. So. Right. But and yeah. even then, it has trouble with certain games, so. Yeah. Um, see, it sounds like Atari didn't even bother to do what they needed to do to make sure this Atari world uh, would only run on the Atari VCS, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess any... Any system? No, there's no such thing as a hack-proof system. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, no, you, no. Yeah. I, I know there's no such thing as a hack-proof system. The thing is, it sounds like this required very little, if any, hacking. Yeah. Well, I guess they like figured who's gonna want who's gonna who's gonna want to run their Atari stuff on a PC? But I guess someone really wanted to do it bad enough. Yeah, and he can put that out there. Probably not legally if it's closed source, but he could find a way to put it out there <laughs> you know and that's right, someone's man. gonna download it via um whatever shady sources are available well i mean you can go online and download pretty much any game movie tv show that you want oh if yeah. it's popular enough i mean if there's a demand for it like right, it's a, right, yeah. obviously you, you probably don't, you might not be able to find like <laughs> the second james bond movie or something but yes, you know like yeah. the new wonder woman you could probably find that 10 times <laughs> Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's easily copyable to your computer if you really want to do it. Then you just run the whole thing from your computer. Um, Not that we can own that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Not so, publicly, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the people, like I said, um, have gotten their hands, they love it. Um, just because the ease of uh, use of playing retro games, the modern games, um, they need more of them, you know. Yeah. And um, as far as, uh, I mean, it's also meant to be like a media consumption device, so you're going to have your Netflix and um, other things like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My thing like this. For, for things like this anyway it's just kind of like it seems like just such like a niche product you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's like i mean like i know 
retro gaming is kind of having a resurgence right now, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not really sure if it's big enough to support a machine like this, yeah. you know? Yeah, and Atari, like they, like they did mention, they don't mean this to be a strictly retro or a strictly video game console. Um, you know, well, yeah, I mean, but it's obviously marketed towards people that, like I said, appreciate the retro aesthetic as well as retro games. Oh, right. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, so they've got, I mean, it's a console PC hybrid. Yeah. I could see this as being a nice competitor to an NVIDIA shield or something, you know, um, Android TV devices. This isn't running Android, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, um, something like that. I think that's the market they really need to go for. And, um, you know, I think they need to lower the price a bit. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of a high price tag, but I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of like in the range of most consoles, I guess, coming out. But at the same yeah. time, it's kind of like, you know... It's, it's in the range of either, most you, consoles coming out, but it's not nearly as powerful as most consoles coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like... I mean, obviously... You said a lot of R&D went into this as far as like, you know, there was a lot of delays and everything like that. Because, you yeah. know, uh, you said you did. You said I'm sorry. You said it did get started on Indiegogo. So, yeah, you know, obviously, if you're like a s small, like, well, it's not small, obviously, it's Atari. But if you have like a grassroots kind of thing mm -hmm. like that, then you're, I feel like your production costs are probably going to be a little bit higher because you're not going to yeah. be mass marketing millions of these, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mass producing. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you meant. But, um, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Atari quickly bet the goal on Indiegogo, which is, uh, really good, you know, but... Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, the console that came out. I mean, that's kind of what people were expecting if it did come out, you know? Um, yeah. It's a bit weak for, like, a PC gaming experience. To be quite honest, you can upgrade the RAM, of course, but yeah, uh, you can't upgrade the GPU. And for well, PC like gaming, saying, that sorry, GPU is pretty important, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, especially if you want to play like you know really high-end modern games, like you said, you know, Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's a very graphically intensive, mm. you know, program right there. Yeah. So. You can play like some said, older games and probably don't go past 1080p, I guess. Maybe even 720p, depending on the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's like... I mean, obviously, the res the resolution is, is a factor, but I think it's more like... Especially with a lot of modern games, there's a lot of textures, there's a lot of particle effects, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, you know... A lot of them run, like, at 60 FPS and stuff like that. So yes. there's just all things that just chew through your processing speed. So. Yeah. And you're definitely not going to have ray tracing on this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're lucky uh, to even have rays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on the Atari VCS? Have you seen any of the reviews on it at all? Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple things. Like mm -hmm. I said, I feel like for what they're aiming for, I, I would say they hit the mark. They wanted to produce and release a retro aesthetic console, obviously marketed towards, you know, retro gamers. And like you said, it is a media device. So you're going to have your streaming services and it's also technically it's like a gaming PC. So you can play, you know, lower end PC games on it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I said, this is obviously marketed towards people looking for this kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. you know, obviously the PS4, the PS5 and the new Xbox, those are marketed. Those are like the mass. Those are marketed toward like the masses. So those are going to be the ones that are going to be selling millions of copies. While this, you know, it might hit a million if it's popular enough. I don't know. I haven't I'd actually, and I, I didn't even hear about this until you mentioned it to me, and I did a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. But like I said before, if it's a reliable console and it does what's advertised, I don't see why it couldn't become popular. All right. Um, let's whatever see. happened with that one console? You told me the modular one that um, plays retro games or whatever. Oh gosh, I I know what you're talking about. I'll have to come back to that one. I can't remember if they're still working on that or if it's been released already, but I think it's been released. I just haven't seen a whole lot of uh, reviews on it. That's an expensive thing, you know? Yeah, that one was yeah. kind of pricey too, but, so. But it looked really good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the name Poly of it. Right? Polymega, that was Oh it. yeah, Polymega, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, uh, that was uh, probably... Uh, 
a more reputable group of people doing this to, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the Polymega right now. I mean, it's looking yeah. like it's getting decent reviews. So, yeah, okay. and that's kind of that's kind of like a different product. Like you said, yeah. that's that's more of a custom thing. So you can play yeah. like you can alter it to play like you know Atari games and yes. NES games and yeah. probably like other you know Magnavox Odyssey, whatever you want to play. So. Yeah, yeah, not the first Odyssey because that one is uh, kind of not even technically like a video game like the thing of today, but you know. Yeah, it's you're basically just connecting tubes together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they even have software programming. I've looked at it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like moving a little dot around on the screen with the uh, something in the background or whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. But anyway, let's get back to the VCS. Uh, let's yeah. compare it to a big failure, uh, the Ouya. You remember that one? Oh yeah, I remember the ooh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Of course, neither of us actually have this VCS console, but um, from what you've seen so far, do you think it could be a potential failure like the Ouya, or do you think this might be a little more successful? The thing about the Ouya, from what I remember, because it's been a few years since it came out, but if I remember correctly, that was a uh, Android-based system. Yes. Yes. And I think it was, I don't know, to me, it looked almost like, it looked like a console version of like, that would play, that could play like almost like mobile phone games or anything or mm -hmm. something like that. Like I didn't really see, I think there was a couple, if I don't, if I remember correctly, but there wasn't a ton of like mainstream games on there. I think it was mostly set up to play like, you know, games that you download off the Android store. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, uh, you know, that I feel like, you know, it was marketed towards a more casual audience, but mm -hmm. I feel like the casual gaming audience are more used to playing on their mobile devices. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree. I, I don't. I don't think like a casual gamer is going to buy a whole console just to play casual games when they. Why would I play that? I got a phone. I got an iPad. I got an Apple Watch. What do I need a freaking console for? You know? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but so, but this, like I said, this I feel like. It has a better niche as it's marketing towards retro gamers mm -hmm. you know retro gamers i feel like they like having a, a paddle in their hand they're like sitting in front of a tv like yeah you know you can download probably a bunch of atari games on your phone but it's not the same you know what yeah. i'm saying i feel like if you really want that feeling of oh, okay it's you know 1982 and i'm playing space invaders then this is where you want to go so yeah so i feel like if there's enough i I'm, i don't really know too much about the demand for retro yeah. gaming at this point but you know if there's enough of a demand i mean it looks like a very nice console i mean i like i, I appreciate uh retro aesthetics i think it looks yeah. very nice yeah so uh yeah i think i think it could be it could become a hit like i yeah. said if there's enough demand yeah yeah my problem with it just for marketing towards retro gamers though again is the price point it's too high it is a high price yeah. point but like i mean you got to recoup those development costs so yeah and then like i said i'm sure you know working through the pandemic that through i mean that, that might add another 50 bucks to the price tag we don't know yeah so well, um, I don't think the price has changed too much from what they were uh, saying it was going to be since the Indiegogo project. Oh, so it was always supposed to, they were always uh, supposed to hit like a three hundred dollar. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it just seems like, um, I mean, I mean, I it's cheaper than a gaming PC. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know like a high-end gaming well, PC can cost you four figures. So obviously, this is like lower. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it doesn't have a super fly GPU or nothing like that. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I guess it's cheaper than a gaming PC, but you could build a, a PC with similar specs for less than what you're paying for this. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so, you can sit at your house and make yeah. a sandwich but, for cheap, or you can go to Jimmy Dunn. The difference is the form factor, though. So, if someone wants a form factor like this, maybe they'll pay a little more. Um, That's. But, I think. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. Mm -hmm. I think people are going to pay if they. If, like I said, if there's enough demand for it. People are. They're paying for the aesthetic. You yeah. got your little retro controller. You got your little retro-looking console. Yeah. Like I said, so if that's the aesthetic that you're trying to shoot for, yeah. then yeah, that's I think people would buy it. Yeah. So I I think Atari though really probably needs to push uh, 
maybe some more of the media consumption as well along with it as well as get some original games you know because I don't know even as just a media consumption device I kind of think it could get an Nvidia shield for less can't you yeah, probably. I mean, you can go buy a Roku for, what, 40 bucks? Yeah, so. and, and therein lies another problem. So many people already have Rokus. So many people already have Fire Sticks. So many people already have NVIDIA Shields. Is there space in the market there? I guess it's one of those things. It's like, it's. Uh, I feel like it's kind of like a double-edged sword, like you're saying. Yeah, everybody has, most people have a console or something that they can stream you know, television to their, to their tele, to, they can stream TV shows or movies to their yeah. television. So either you don't have it and, you know, it, probably, it might be a little bit cheaper at that point. Yeah. But then your console's lacking something. Yeah. It's like, why would I buy this console if this other console that costs, you know, basically the same, less, yeah. you can buy a PS4 for less than this at this right. point. You can buy a PS4, you can play, you can watch whatever you want. You can watch whatever you want, basically. Yeah. So, and, but at the same time, too, you have it added on there, but then people are like, well, I don't really need this extra feature. So, you know. Yeah. And then um, back to the games, of course, I've mentioned Atari Vault is on there. I, I've looked at some of the reviews and they're like, wow, Atari Vault is so cool. It's like uh, they're acting like it's this new thing. Atari Vault has been on the PC for several years now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's I like, guess it's it's just one of those things that keep you releasing. Like it's like yeah. uh, was it now Grand Theft Auto Five? That's new. I don't know if that's available for PC. I'd have to check. But yeah, yeah. Well, I was saying before though, it's like Grand Theft Auto Five. Like it's probably the, one of the most popular games ever. I know we discussed this earlier. It's it's generated more income than any media property. Yeah. So it's suffice it to say, it's pretty popular. But that yeah. came out in the what is it the seventh generation of consoles with mm -hmm. ps3 and 360 and all that and they re-released it for the ps4 and the xbox one and they're going to re-release it again for the ps5 and the xbox series yeah. so it's just so i guess if it's popular enough then people just keep buying it you know yeah but i think this thing's going to need some exclusive titles for uh like to really make it a serious contender or even if not, well, that's, even well, that's not the even truth. a contender something that can stand on its own it still needs some exclusive titles so people will buy it otherwise they could do the same thing with other devices well that's that's exactly right like any console you got to have exclusives if you don't have exclusives on your console then what's the point yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you, i can exactly. either play this or i can go buy a, a pc for probably less money that could run the same games yeah and then there you go so yeah my pc could do the exact same things and more than this atari bot uh, atari box i'm gonna go back to calling the, the atari box man because that's what they were calling it originally <laughs> well like yeah. i said earlier i think people are paying for the aesthetic it's like yeah. uh, remember when they remember a couple years ago they were releasing like mini consoles like there's a mini ps1 oh, and yeah, a mini yeah. super nes yeah you know super nes you can download all those games for free i mean yeah. not legally but if you have a raspberry pi or something but, like that, you can download all that stuff you would, uh, you would pay a lot less for the snes mini again you know or the nes mini well, you if you know. already have one, I mean, if you have a computer, everyone has a computer. You can run any pretty, right. any any computer that's less than, I would say, 15 years old. You could probably yeah. run any Super Nintendo game that you want on there. Oh, so. yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm talking about the cost of it, you know? It was, yeah, but I'm saying most yeah. people already have a computer, that is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, if no, no one would buy a computer just to run, like, a Super NES emulator. But I'm saying oh, right. that I think the reason why the Super NES emulator was so pop, not the Super NES, why the mini Super NES was so popular, because it looked cool. It was a cool-looking little console. I so. think there's that. And um, also, Nintendo, I know Nintendo harps against emulation, but let's face it, they're using emulation on these systems. But they do such a great job. I, th with I think the they're okay emulation. with emulation as long as yeah. as long as you're not doing it illegally. I mean, obviously, it's yeah. their games; they can emulate well, whatever they want. Well, I well, think technically, isn't isn't the rule supposed to be like if you have if you own like a rig a legal copy of a system, you can emulate it, or not of a of a um, game, you can emulate it legally or something like that. I, yet, uh, at least from the way I understand, uh, there's arguments for and against it. But emulators themselves are not illegal. However, if you ask Nintendo, they'll tell you the emulators are illegal. You know, well, good, good even thing though they use the emulators on these systems, you know. 
Yeah. Well, I think let's say I think if you're using emulation for piracy, it's illegal. So yes, piracy yeah. is illegal. I yeah. mean, piracy itself is a crime. Yeah, like, but, so. but Nintendo, I'll tell you, the emulator itself is illegal. But anyway, um, yeah, they they've done a great job with the emulation on like the Wii. And, yeah. you know, people trust them with the emulation on something like the NES Mini or NES Mini, SNES yeah. Mini. You know, um, they just do such a great job. I think that's another reason why people will buy that, you know? It's like the emulation might be better than what even their computer will do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember because like I used thing. to play a lot of emulated games like in high school and stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, some of them can get pretty choppy. So. Yeah, so if Nintendo knows how to smooth that out and make it feel like the original, yeah, that's worth the hundred bucks or so, you know? Yeah. Now, is something like that worth uh, 249 bucks? Uh, some people, playing, maybe. And we're playing older games for the Atari 2600, which don't have as much depth, nor, yeah. nor are they graphically... Uh, any good you know <laughs> oh yeah like i said this is a this is a nostalgia machine you know yeah. what i'm saying like like i said no one's playing atari 2600 for the story no one's playing atari no. 2600 games yeah for the graphics it's like oh this is what i played when i was eight mm. and i want to feel like i'm eight years old again like if there's one thing we've learned in the past 20 years nostalgia makes money so yes yeah that's true like the, the highest grossing movie of all time is a freaking comic book movie based mm -hmm. on a story that was written like 30 years ago so yeah yeah but um yeah if it's just for nostalgia i mean i would get an atari flashback again like i said because it's going to cost much less and you're going to get the same feeling you know yeah i think at the same time too i feel like you know most people that have nostalgia for machines like this are probably like you know 40 50 years old plus so you know people that age tend to have more disposable income than younger people too so, right so yeah. if you're like if you feel like 50 you know you you hopefully you have a decent job i know obviously mm -hmm. everyone's social economic status is different but i feel like by and large 50 year olds have a lot more disposable income than say a 20 year old yeah so so yeah if you're 50 you, you I, I guess the psychology would be oh you must have a pretty good job if you're old enough to remember these games so you can probably shell out 300 bucks and that's that yeah especially since a lot of 50 year olds uh were around when we still had better jobs in america <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, they're um, doing really well now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so there's a lot of people on the Atari Age um, Facebook page that have uh, been arguing over this whole VCS thing. And, you know, um, people are like, why'd you waste your money on this or whatever? You know, if someone chooses to waste their money on that, it's their decision. Don't get the on them about That's it. If they want to buy this the silly thing go for you know and i'm sure the people complaining about that i'm sure they spent their money on much stupider stuff than this thing yeah. so yeah there's no judgment here if you want to buy the thing you know me personally i want to see the price drop because i could buy a flashback and get the same sort of nostalgia if nostalgia is what we're going for i've already got a home theater pc set up here um, yeah, I, I actually do some uh, retro video game emulation on too. Though I found that for the PC that I've got for that, I've got to set it at uh, 720 for most of the emulation to work properly. <laughs> oh yeah, 720p. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I can play all the Atari games on that Nintendo. Are you not? You're not rocking with a 720i? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do that. I guess, but you know, uh, who wants interlace? I'm pro scan all the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, any final thoughts on the VCS? Uh, not really. Like I said, I yeah. feel like this is an, a nostalgia machine. With Like, I agree with you. I think the pr price tag is kind of high. But at the same time, I feel like people are paying for the aesthetic. Obviously, you're yeah. paying. Obviously, it's a machine, and you're paying for what the machine is supposed to do. But I feel like at the end of the day, yeah, people are going to see this and be like, "Oh, wow, that looks really cool. I'm going to buy yeah. it." So. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know that enough people are going to buy it at the price point for this to be successful. If they lower the price, however, let's say a hundred or hundred fifty bucks, you know, I yeah. think, you know, now we're talking. 
I think that's the thing too. I feel I know I mentioned this earlier as well, but a lot of like mainstream consoles when they're first sold, they're sold at a deficit. So yes, yeah. when you're when you buy your five hundred dollar PS5, Sony's actually losing money, mm-hmm. but they're hoping to recoup those losses, you know, from games and accessories and things like that. Yeah. Here they can't afford to take a loss on their, you know, on this their is consoles. True. Yeah. So. so they probably had to sell it for more than what it really is worth. Worth yeah. rather. Because they yeah. don't have the deals made with the people to get those games made yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess they're hoping that they come out the cons- with a console and the deals will come. Right? Yeah, for That's sure. That's their hope. Will it yeah. play out that way? It's hard to say. We know what they say. You can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see yeah. what fills up first. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a big risk, but hey, you know, this could be also something that's uh, good for collectors to have, you know? Yeah, like I said, I feel yeah. like the collector market, the nostalgia market, like I feel like yeah. the big se- I feel like the biggest selling point for this is the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, it plays Atari games. You can play Atari games anywhere. Yeah, yeah it plays, you know, kind of lower NPC games. Mm-hmm. You can play those yeah. on, on any computer. You yeah. don't need this for that. Right. I feel well, like. I'm just like saying, said, if it if it fails and it doesn't sell that many of it, collectors are going to be all over this, you know. And they're going to pay true. top dollar for it then. <laughs> well, I mean, in a few years, I think if, yeah. it's, if it if it fails, then the price will probably drop, and then they'll become that so works, rare because yeah. no one bought them. Yeah, and then maybe 10, 20, 30 years from now, who knows? Yeah, so. I'm thinking long term. In the short term, it would drop. You're right. That's pretty meta, though. That means in 30 years, they're gonna, there's going to be retro nostalgia for a retro nostalgia machine. I know, right? Of course, I feel then like again, at that point, society will officially jump the shark. Yeah, then again, people could have totally forgotten about Atari by that point, and no one will care. You know, you know I think with the internet, I don't think people are going to forget about things ever again. I mean, if things, things that, like, obviously are forgettable, but Atari, yeah. that's a pretty major you know part of american yeah. culture or japanese uh, culture technically but it was yeah. pretty big in america too you but. know where i think atari could uh find success in though since they're doing this i mean just doing small form factor pcs in general i mean we had atari computers for a while they atari computers and atari games had a split and my phone is ringing i am sorry lisa's calling me hold on Joey Cagle, the constant professional. <laughs> hey, Your ringtone so 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 hip. Okay, baby, I'm, I'm trying to do the podcast with Antonio. That's all right. All right, I love you. Bye. Okay, I'm gonna start uh, that over again. So, you know where I think Atari could possibly be successful, though, is, like, making, like, small form factor PCs. And, of course, we've had Atari computers in the past. That was a separate company from Atari Games, but yeah. that was after they split. Um, and Atari back then, I mean, they made some nice 8-bit and 16-bit computers, you know? The Atari ST was popular among musicians, for example. And, um, you know, they could, uh, probably use us to come out with maybe innovative, uh, PC ideas, you know, just small form factor type ideas. Um, yeah, sure. The set top box, uh, market like Roku's and stuff like that. Be, be a competitor there, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily have to rely on nostalgia per se, though they can a little bit maybe include like Atari games on their boxes, but you know, not focus so much on, too much on that. And, you know. now, I think the flaw in your logic is though, I feel like just the name Atari is synonymous with like retro and 8 bit and like old computing power. Yeah. So if you say if you say to someone like, "Hey, would you rather have an Atari PC or an Alienware?" Like you know, I've, just at first glance, I would think, "Well, Atari probably isn't that powerful." And it's just off the name recognition. Like I said, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the well-educated consumer would do their research and be like, "Oh, well, maybe this computer might suit my needs better." But obviously, not everyone is a well-educated consumer, and people make you know their shopping choices based on impulse so yeah i i, I don't know um 
like, of course, uh, a mini PC for your TV does not need to be all that powerful. That's the thing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. like I said, but I feel like just even just the Atari name itself is just retro. I don't think the most modern consumer is going to be like, I want that Atari PC. I have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, possibly, you know. Um, so you think they do need to rely on the nostalgia part to be successful then? Honestly, I do. Like I said, I don't think Atari as a name in mainstream in mainstream society is synonymous with, you know, high-end powerful software and uh, not software hardware and i feel like that's yeah. what people the the most consumers are after you know what i'm saying like yeah. i said this thing this thing is a niche product so well, it's well, only the only appeal reason to they're not synonymous for uh, with it for a while is because they haven't come out with hardware in a long time you know no i see what you're saying but and i just feel like just in the zeitgeist atari when people think of atari they think of old old software yeah. like you know pac-man and you know freaking missile command and all that kind of crap yeah. but i mean i'd think uh if sega decides to come out with their own uh console again we could say the same thing about sega right uh yeah i mean well i think sega i mean technically it's retro at this point because the last console they made was the dreamcast yeah so even then i feel like I don't know. I think Sega might be current enough to possibly pull that off. But even then, I feel like at this point in time, I think it's more than likely people. I think most people, when they think of Sega, they think of the Genesis. Yeah. And obviously, the Genesis is a lot more powerful than the Atari, but oh, it's not course, as powerful yeah. as, say, a PS3 or a PS4 or yeah. a PS5 or an Xbox or anything like that. So, but of course, uh, they also had the Atari Jaguar 32 bit. Oh yeah, everyone played that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I, no, I the Jaguar wasn't the Jaguar 64 bit actually. Uh, no, that was 32 bit. I thought. Oh, was it 32? If know. I remember correctly. I only remember because I thought you told me it was 64 bit. I had no idea. I never yeah, even seen um, a Jaguar. The only thing about Jaguar I ever seen was, you know, ads in Game Pro magazines in the yeah. 90s. Let's see. Yeah, I'm looking up now. Atari Jaguar. I thought that was 32 bit. Yeah, 32-bit. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, then you told me wrong. You told me it was 64. Okay, I don't remember that. Hold on. I remember um, everything. Oh, wait, wait. Um, Actually, it was 64-bit. I'm sorry. Okay. That's why they call me <laughs> yeah. Tony Big Brains. Um, <laughs> yeah, gosh. Um, so, I know you got a lot in your mind with wedding plans, so yeah, I'll give you definitely. a pass. Um, yeah, so it was 64-bit. I'm sorry, I was misremembering that. I don't know why I thought it was 32-bit. <laughs> Alright, well then. You need to lay, yeah. off, you need to lay off the uh, extracurricular activities, Joe. <laughs> Alright, well, I mean, that's all about... That's the uh, only thing I've got to say about the VCS. I mean, I, I personally... I mean, it's a nice try. I just don't know how successful they're going to be, even if they rely on the nostalgia factor, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not downplaying this console. I think it's a great looking piece of machinery. And like we yeah. both agree, it's a tad overpriced. But yeah, like I said, I feel like it's marketed towards a certain niche. That's mm -hmm. a niche that's that yeah. is looking for that retro feel in their game. Yeah. So. yeah, and it's a good attempt despite the issues they had during development and uh, all the speculation that it was a scam you know yeah well let's just hope it fares better than atari's last console yeah all right well i've been right. joey cagle and i've been antonio guerra we will catch you next time bye bye thank you to our exclusive subscribers laura lassiter and beth warhead as exclusive subscribers you are considered executive producers of this podcast. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, check out joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. You'll get ad-free episodes, full interviews, bonus content, and more. That's joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive.